Hey everybody, I'm Kurt. This is my good friend AC. You are the Youth Ministry Nation. Let's talk youth ministry. Hello, hello. Hi. As always, my friend. How are you? Good, good. Rachel and I just celebrated 24 years of wedding bliss. 24 years of marital bliss, as wow. I like to call it. She might call it something different. <laughs> <laughs> At least partial of it. Yes, yes. No, we went away to San Diego for a couple That's nights. Cool. and Okay, let me ask you this. Does yes. it feel like 24 years? No, not even. Yeah. Not even. Yeah. Marriage has not felt like 24 years. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm old enough to be married 24 years. I look back at when Rachel's parents celebrated their 25th wedding anniversary. Yeah. They seemed like old old people. <laughs> you know, like using a cane and helping each other down the aisle at their at their vow renewals. <laughs> and here we are at 24. And you were thinking. And his and her dad was younger than I am now. Because they, oh, wow. they got married super early. Yeah. So no, I do not nothing about it feels yeah. like it has been 24 years. So oh. I'm good. Except for the fact that we've raised kids and they're almost out of the house. And those are the indicators. My cholesterol's a little bit higher than it should be, but those are the indicators. Yeah. You never even, you know, I, I'm like, we're 50, it'll be 15 in June, and I'm like, 15 that's years? Nothing to, that's nothing, what's the word? That's nothing to smile at. No, no, I'm saying good. Hey, 15 years, that's not too shabby. That's, that's, too that's shabby. what I'm saying. Yeah. That's a long that's time. A long 15 time. years is a long time. It's like double the average, right? It, didn't feel, it doesn't feel like 15 years, but we got three kids, one that'll be 10 in, in wow. January. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow, it's crazy. But it's all good. It's, it's all, all good. good. Congratulations. Let's yes. just congratulate each other. Yes. We're, we're, we are great husbands. Yes. If you want any tips, we're starting a new podcast. <laughs> no. Hey, speaking of podcasts, yes. very quickly, if you want to subscribe to this podcast, right down there on the screen, you can click that little button. And I don't even know what subscribing means. It means it gets delivered to their inbox? Inbox, yeah. Okay. So, so you get an email. Fantastic. We put up a new show. Awesome. Yeah. That's nice. We are, at least according to our own research, the fastest growing youth ministry Fast. podcast on the interwebs. Yeah. Well, right? to be poli Maybe? politically correct, this uh -huh. is a web show. Uh, they would consider it a web show. Not a podcast. Not necessarily a podcast. However, we, we are in podcast way. form. If you ever want to listen instead of mm -hmm. watch, you can subscribe through iTunes. Let's talk youth just ministry. Just yep. And there we are. Also, if you've never heard of youthministry.com, a lot of people are watching this from youthministry.com's website because it's embedded there. If you've never heard of youthministry.com, it is a youth ministry resource webpage, articles, resources, mm -hmm. powered resources. by the good people at Simply Youth Ministry. Speaking of Simply Youth Ministry, the one-day conference, what's the details about that? One-day conference. Um, it's almost like a tour. So you go to the website, find out the date that's closest to you okay so it's a, a one-day youth one day comes to a city near you mm -hmm. super affordable take your whole team it's jesus centered yep so so those three-day conferences as awesome as they are yeah very pricey yeah to take a team of volunteers the one day the simply one day conference i think Easy it's like take. if you take more than 10 people it's like 39 bucks or yeah. something there's it's all on the website yeah go to it check it out it's going to be amazing yeah i'm excited just to see it's Jesus-centered. Have, have you sat through Rick Lawrence's Jesus-centered training? I haven't. It is year in and year out. Well, year in and year out. I think he's had two years in a row. So, But for two or three years in a row, it is the highest-rated workshop or yeah. track at the entire Simply Youth Ministry Conference. Oh, wow. That's out of like 80 workshops. 
Yeah. Jesus Centered Youth Ministry is the highest rated workshop. Yeah. And that's this year at the one day, at the Simply One Day conference, it's yeah. Rick coming to a city near you and doing his Jesus Centered Youth Ministry. At the conference, it's four two hour tracks. Okay. Here, it'll be basically like a six and a half hour training day. Focus all. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah, it's gonna I'm be excited. Awesome. We're gonna go to the one. Yeah, we're hosting here, one. So. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be fantastic. I'm excited. All righty. Woo. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Hey, did you know there's good ways right now? <laughs> there's really good ways. The really, question really is, good do ways. I do I care? He's never gone. He, he refu- Have you ever gone in the ocean water? Yeah, I've been in. There. But you don't like it. I've been in there, but I don't go. You know, I like to look at it. My yeah. kids like to put do their I, feet do in you it. Want to admit why you don't go in the ocean water? Um. Because we don't belong in there. <laughs> what do you mean? Who's we? You got understand. fish. You got barnacles. You got sharks. What's a bar- got barnacles? What is it? The stingrays with barbs that shoot at you and seaweed. Uh, and so you're saying if barracudas, if, if we belong in a barracuda, if we belong in the water, we have gills. Is what you're saying? That's your we, philosophy. If we belong in the water, man, God would have made man so we can swim faster than the fastest okay. killing machine okay. in the water. I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. You know? Okay. It's just logic. You know, I, I don't know anybody that's ever seen a shark. I do. Um, you do? My brother-in-law. Oh, come on. My brother-in-law, he was at, Not at Camp Pendleton. Yeah? Where he served. Yeah. Yeah. He was on his board. Great white. Bunch of BS. Gray Wright swims under him. He freezes on his board. He can't even move because the shark is right beneath him. (laughs) It was a dolphin. And I said, It was a dolphin. Is that wave worth it? (laughs) Okay. All right. Hey, he's we'll do a show on it because okay. I, yeah. I call bull on that story. <laughs> bull shark. I call bull shark on he, that story. Hey, he was BS. terrified. That's, that's, so it had to be more than BS. Bull yeah. shark. It, it had to be more than just a dolphin. No. A shark. Okay. All right. Here we go. So, okay. what are we talking about today? Today, we're going to talk about some volunteers. Okay. Some specific ones. We got problems with them. Sure. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if this is the. I'm not sure well, if we this want is a the dialogue. Format. I want okay. a dialogue with other okay. people. No. Um, it's summertime. So, volunteers are usually. Maybe sometimes just on our last thing to do because we're planning events, we're planning camps, um, camps. We're, we're just doing a lot. We're taking, we're, vacation. Wrapping, we're taking vacation, we're wrapping up small groups for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so volunteers kind of you know go away or we don't know what to do. And then Take we're actually, yeah, we and then we're thinking towards the future. And you know, the less time we think about them, the less time we have to actually. Plan yeah. something out to go okay. after them. So I thought we'd give a few tips on, and this is something that we've experienced in terms of how we become a little bit more relaxed in the summer on our volunteers mm-hmm. and how we are like, we need to change that yeah. because um, we found that it's, we have, even though we have um, a, a summer program where we're doing stuff with students, it's not as strained. Yeah, it's not as, you know, crazy as the fall is yeah. and so okay. it's a great time for us to really wrap up what we do with our volunteers yep. how we recruit our volunteers yep. so i thought we'd give a few things for them to think about sure in the summer well, with I, their volunteers. I, I love it I, I i think um and by the way this is based on an email we got mm-hmm. if you want to send us an email with a show topic or a specific youth ministry question you can yes. email us at Talk, talk youth ministry, ministry at gmail.com. Just talk youth ministry at gmail.com. Right. Um, well, here, here's the thing. I think this, the way you're describing it, 
is definitely kind of unique to one style of ministry. And what I mean by that is, for example, our style of ministry yeah. is because we don't do our small groups year round, we take the summer off from small groups, right? Small groups are highly volunteer dependent. We cannot do small groups without our volunteers. So we run the season, like we have a, a small group mm -hmm. season of the school year, and then we kind of have an off season of the summer. And a whole bunch, probably 80 or 90% of our volunteers check out for the summer. They yeah. take the summer off, right? They exactly. don't come to the weekend. We don't have anything for them to do. They check out during the summer. Other churches maybe don't feel that. They might do small groups year-round. They have their small groups attached to the weekend program, which yeah. happens year-round. Um, my hunch, though, is even the churches that do small groups year-round or is attached, summertime just looks a little bit different. They probably, they probably back off a little bit in the summer. Yeah. For us, it's a big deal because we almost completely shut off our volunteers for the summer. Um, so I think what you're asking is what do we do during the summer with our volunteers? How do we think about our volunteer ministry? How do we leverage a little bit of a down season? Yeah. Great, great, great question. Um, so I'll give you my thoughts and then I'll let you jump in yeah. and I'll sit back. I actually think, and this might be again for Saddleback, um, I think we have made the mistake of thinking seasonally about volunteers. Yeah. So... We utilize them like crazy, and then we take the foot off the gas, and then we for, kind of forget about volunteers until we need them again. I would suggest that we need to have a year-round approach. Mm -hmm. that, um, I think there's four things we do with volunteers that every church should be doing their volunteers. It's kind of a, a linear process and this never-ending secular process is we have to enlist volunteers, we have to equip volunteers, we have to empower volunteers, and we have to encourage volunteers. Enlist yeah. means get them, find them, sign them up, recruit yeah. them. Equip them means train them, teach them about youth ministry, get them ready to go. Empower means give ministry away, right? Yeah. And encourage means cheer them on, keep them, keep them encouraged, be their biggest cheerleaders. What, what we do, that should be seasonal, yeah. right? And there's probably times where you have to do some stuff more than others. Summertime for us traditionally has been we enlist like crazy during the summer. Because the fall's coming, we have to have new leaders. Yep. And then we, the rest of the year, we forget to enlist. Because we, 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 we relax. Because we relax on enlisting. Everything else is started. Right. So. so I would suggest we need to enlist around the clock. Mm -hmm. We need to equip around the clock. Most of the time, we kind of have our enlisting season, yeah. then our equipping season. Yeah. And then we're kind of always empowering and encouraging. Yeah. I would just say we need to always do all four of those. Yeah. When when I started thinking about this, enlisting came to my mind from the get-go because I feel like that's an issue for every single church. I don't know one church that says we will no more volunteers. Right, right. We are full to the brim. We have nothing else for anybody to do. I don't think any church does that. But sometimes we we act like that. Our Manila campus, and when I say our, our Manila campus is kind of at that point. No, oh, they have too many volunteers. Wow, that's yeah, crazy. That's a good thing, though. We need it's to find fantastic. other stuff to do. So we're sending <laughs> some over to us. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> but I think you you get to that point if you're not thinking enlist and list. You get to a point where you have the season of enlisting, and then you have the season where you want to now. We need to put them to work. We need to focus yeah. on other things. And I think it definitely needs to be enlist all the time. There right. needs to be a strategy where you're always enlisting because you always need and. The reality is, 
people have lives. Your your life group leaders have lives, and you never know when a life group leader is going to come that's and say, the thing. Uh, that's "You know the thing. what? I'm now going going to go to school. I'm now I'm going to go to seminary, and or I can't do it anymore." Ministry or the men's ministry talks to me, and they need help, and yeah. that just feels more. Or their heart gets tugged in a different yeah. area, and yeah. and that that can happen at any any given time. Or one of your volunteers go, "God has called us to another church." That can happen yeah. at any given time, and so. Yeah. A strategy where we are always enlisting uh, volunteers, always looking, always trying to figure out new ways to bring volunteers in. And I think um, for you know for us, we've kind of depended upon staff. Yeah. And and then at one point we um, kind of depended upon one person and right. said, "Hey, get into the other ministries within our church and, and try yeah. to." Um, and one of the things that we've talked about this year is empowering our our leaders to to go after leaders. Well, they're the best people to go after leaders. Yeah. Um, if you go after a, a potential volunteer, you're the you're the paid spokesperson. Yeah. You're an employee of the church. Of course, you think they'd be great with students. Of course, you think we. You know, I mean, you're, you're the you're the you're the paid yeah. spokesperson. Our current leaders are satisfied customers. As right? a volunteer. As a volunteer, yeah. they're satisfied customers. So when they go to somebody in their small group and say, hey, guys, man, you know what? I was talking to AC the other day, and he said that the high school ministry is really praying for more leaders. Mm-hmm. I think, hey, Bob, I think you should join me. When, 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 when a current volunteer makes that ask, it's infinitely more powerful oh, yeah. than when you make the oh, ask. Yeah. Um, and I, I think with enlisting, because sometimes people say, well, I'm not sure if I have anything for them to do if I get too many. A, like you said, most churches don't have too many. B, here's my answer to that. Invent something for them to do. <laughs> exactly. Just invent something. Exactly. Or keep like what I would call, for lack of a better phrase, like a hot file. Mm-hmm. You can recruit and say to somebody, hey, would you be praying about for the next few months? And would you be open to, if we ever do need another small group leader, yeah. would you be open to, to stepping in? And they say, you know what? Yeah, I think maybe yeah. I might be. Great. You put their name in your little hot file. You don't yeah. have to. You don't have to close the deal yet. Yeah. But you have these hot leads, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, any salesperson will tell you they got this list of hot leads. I'm not sure if that's the phrase they use, but it's yeah. when Joe comes and says, "Bro, I got to step out for for a season." Yeah. If you don't have somebody in the wings, at least you have a hot file where you can go, okay, can go. Yeah. Mr. Jones said if we ever need help, he'd pray about it. Okay, I'm calling Mr. Yeah. Jones. If you don't at least have that, now you're scrambling going, oh, Pastor, oh, no. can you make an announcement in the pulpit? Yeah. How are we getting the bulletin? Who exactly. do we know? Who can we convince? Maybe my wife will step yeah. up. And we kind of come into band-aid <laughs> mode that we don't necessarily need to find ourselves yeah. in. And I think you, you mentioned empowered. I think enlisting and empowering kind of go together because – the more you empower your leaders to do other things, I think one it helps for growth because you can't you can only grow your capacity to I mean you can only grow to your capacity right. like once you've maxed out there right. is no room for growth and if you do grow it won't be healthy and it won't stay right but if you continue to enlist as you enlist you bring them in and you do less right and you allow your volunteers to do more yeah and you continue to bring people in and that's a hard sometimes yeah. a hard thing because people aren't going to do it necessarily the way we want to do right it, well the way we would do it and and i think i think that's where humility and ministry needs to come in and understand that what's your end goal is it your end goal for you to, to be the hero be the hero for these students or 
for, is it for you to become um, an actual disciple maker and help your leaders right. equip, you know, right. do the work yeah. as you bring in, equip, and help right. people do the work, and as you equip, help yeah. people do the work. I think yeah. that's kind of like the formula. If totally. you're in a small, especially if you're in a small church, and maybe you're, you're in a situation, I, I remember we had a, um, a comment on our last show, and the lady, our last show was about um, small churches. Um, you can go watch that on the show. But the lady had a comment. We read an email about a guy that was in that type of situation where he was at a small church, didn't have but one volunteer. Right. Um, and she chimed in and said, I totally know exactly where you are. I'm in the same boat. They, got, they want me to do a bunch of stuff. I don't have a lot of budget. But I have a faithful volunteer. Yeah. You know, and... To me, I think, man, sometimes, now this may not be for everybody, but sometimes what we allow that volunteers to do frees us up to mm -hmm. begin to build relationships totally. and begin to move and think, well, volunteers. Yes, it frees you up. If you give ministry away, first of all, I totally agree with what you said. It only grow to our, the way I would say it is your youth ministry will only grow to the extent that you're willing to give it away. So the more you're willing to give ministry away, you need to tweet that. <laughs> feel free. It, then your ministry can grow. If you're yeah. hoarding it, it can only grow to your capacity. Yeah. Right. And some people have more capacity than others, totally. which is why some lone ranger youth ministries are larger than other lone ranger. But it will only grow to your capacity. Yeah. Yours might be higher than mine, but it'll only grow to yours. Yeah. Right. And mine will only grow to mine. If you can give ministry away. What's great about what you were saying is, is if you give ministry away here, that frees you up now to go find new leaders, yeah. right? Um, I talked about invent something for the volunteers to do. Well, what I would do is I would invent something new for a brand new leader. Yeah. That's too much empowerment too soon, right, for a yeah. brand new leader. Instead, take your veteran leaders, invent new things, mm -hmm. come up with new strat new ideas, new things for them to do, and give your veterans some room to run around. Yeah. And then you backfill the gaps that they leave. Just exactly. the basic youth ministry nuts and bolts. You backfill that yeah. with your new recruits. Yeah. And you, now you've got veterans running free. Yeah. You've got new recruits doing youth ministry 101. Yeah. And it just becomes kind of a self- Just thinking about a thing when you, when you talk about like creating that new thing. I think, you know, for us, because we have a team, I'm always, like when I talk to volunteers, to youth workers who have maybe two or three volunteers. I talked to one guy who from LA who has a few volunteers and wants to try the, the small group model, but really don't really know how to do it. Don't really, you know, and, and so I can, I told him, I said, I can tell you how we do it and give you some ideas there. But what would happen if you took those three volunteers you had and you guys sat down and you told them, thank you. And you told them, Hey, this is what we want to do. This is what I'm thinking about doing. I think God is leading us to do the small group model um, here. Yeah. How can we do this? Like, how how would you guys see this? How would you envision this happening here, mm -hmm. where there's smaller groups all around and they're right. learning and there's one leader? Now it's only three of us, right. and I don't know how many kids they had. So, like, how do you see that happening? And begin to get them talking. Begin to get them buying into what you're trying to do. And bring them on. I mean, they're volunteers. It's just you. There, you, you have not only do you have great volunteers, but you got volunteers that are buying in. You got a creative right. group, right? And 
that could be a ministry. Right. Hey, I need people, creative people, whether you're creative with arts, whether you're creative with music, whatever you are, if you're a creative mind, I need you to help me brainstorm. I think it's a very humiliating, I don't want to say humiliating. Humble? Yeah, it's a very, it shows humility. It shows humility um, to reach out to other people, but it also shows leadership that you're trying to move things forward. You're trying to grow something, you're trying to impact something, and you're inviting people in. Now you have a group of people who just signed up to go, oh, I'll give ideas all day. Great. Right. Then you give them a little taste of what they're actually creating yep. in the small groups. And I can tell you this, we have we have our entry kind of um, serve thing, which is our weekend leaders. We've had um, almost half of our weekend leaders have converted to being small group leaders because they had a taste of what an it looked like. An a entry, safe point, entry point. A yeah. safe entry point where expectations were very easy, understandable, right. very clear, but they got a taste of what it's like to impact a student's life. Right. And they were like, man, I like yeah. this. Yeah. I would love to do more. I would love to yeah. mentor. And That's we awesome. plug them in the, the light. Yeah. So. Awesome stuff. Hey, um, if you want to learn just a little bit more about this four-stage process mm-hmm. of enlisting, equipping, empowering, encouraging at youthministry.com. You have to scroll back a ways in the archives, maybe a month. I wrote a four-week series. Okay. So I dedicated one article to each step of the process. So they can go check that out. Cool. Subscribe right here. There's yes. a button. Subscribe. Check out youthministry.com for great articles and resources. Go to simplyyouthministry.com. Or it's probably at simply youth, or at youthministry.com too. Yeah. Information about the one-day conference. Oh, yeah. Woo. Should be a banner, right? Banner? Right on the post. You know what they say about his banner? His banner over me is love, brother. You hear that song? On that, that note, on that note, just tell me you remember that song. I do remember okay. that. His banner. Remember that? Is love. Peace out. Yeah.